Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. We're doing a special episode tonight slash today, whenever you're listening, because we are super excited that we hit 1,000 downloads. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We need like an air horn in here. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. So a while back, we had a poll on what you guys wanted to do to celebrate this milestone. So we decided to do a question and answer episode, just kind of like give some people a little more idea of who we are and like what we enjoy and People ask just very random questions and very valid questions for some of the topics that we've talked about before. So we are very excited to get started. Yes. People sent in some very good questions, some thought provoking questions that I might, yeah, I'm going to have to really consider my answers for. (laughs) So it should be good. (laughs) Yeah. Some of these it's like, ooh, I got to like dig in the memory files from several years ago. It's going to be fun. I appreciate all the questions and all the thought that went into them. Yeah. It's going to be some good stuff for sure. And we've kind of broken them into categories from podcasts and drink related stuff since that's kind of our MO to Disney related questions because we got a lot of those, mm-hmm. which isn't surprising just because of who we are. Right. Um, and they kind of encompass a lot of elements of Disney and then the random questions that cover all all sorts of pop culture and shows and miscellaneous things. So yeah, there's a little something for everyone here for sure. Oh yeah, most definitely, which makes it way more fun. Mm-hmm. But as always, we have to be drinking something during this. So what are you drinking tonight, Callan? Well, I was drinking a frozen margarita. Mm-hmm. Now I am drinking a melted margarita. <laughs> I mentioned prior, I guess whenever you had your frozen margarita, that I used to be a big snob about only having frozen and so whipped out the Vitamix and made a frozen margarita tonight. Very good. It was the perfect consistency and now it's melted, but it's still really good because all the ingredients are there. I think I forgot to mention though that one reason we didn't have frozen margaritas as much during quarantine or at all actually was because we could never find the frozen limeade like in the can oh, yeah i heard from a lot of people that they couldn't find it either so some sort of shortage during quarantine with it so that's why we had started doing the on the rocks but we finally got it back so we just use like that frozen limeade stuff that you can get at the grocery store and then our recipe is like that can and then you use that can you fill the can with tequila pour that in and then fill the can twice with ice pour that in and then we did half a can of Grand Marnier since we you know decided that was the secret ingredient to really making it pop mm-hmm. blend it all up salt your rim pour it in good to go awesome sounds wonderful can't beat it you gotta find something you know just to celebrate the weekend so that's a good way to do it I think you do for sure oh and you gotta have that fresh lime it's all about the lime right it's true <laughs> That flavor profile. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm having, again, something very random like I did last week. (laughs) 
I like your surprising drinks. So. Thank you. I have just like my regular alcoholic drinks at the house. So I'm kind of like, you know, I got to change it up every now and then. So right. I am having, like we've talked about before on this podcast, Callan and I are both from Mississippi. So every Southerner loves a glass of ice cold sweet tea. Mm-hmm. I am definitely not uh in the camp of like I can have just a glass of sweet tea like every day because there are definitely people in my life who are that way that they don't even drink soda they only drink sweet tea right which I mean still not great true there's (laughs) good that you're not drinking every day yeah not not many positives on either end (laughs) I am I'm just not the kind of person who ever really craves sweet tea I probably have a glass of sweet tea maybe like five times in a year and it's usually like oh, like wow. family functions or something. Like my mom will make fresh uh, sweet tea or like maybe if we go to like a restaurant that has good sweet tea, I would maybe get it. I don't know why because yeah. like I, I have a sweet tooth for sure. And I like like sweet beverages. I don't know though because I, I don't really like super sweet alcohol or super sweet like coffee drinks. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. what it is. I don't know. There's a place here nearby called McAllister's, which is like a sandwich soup spud kind of place. And they're one of the many people around here who have a very famous or they call it famous sweet tea. And it is good. I do enjoy it. But I had a coupon for a free one. And (laughs) if this tells you anything, I went to McAllister's and said, can I get a soda instead of a sweet tea? (laughs) because it's just not something I crave and if I do crave it I'm not gonna drink all of it because their McAllister's drinks are like 32 ounce like massive cups so I have barely even drank like a third of it (laughs) and I probably won't finish it but the lady basically she was like no soda costs more than tea so you have to get the sweet tea which is fine. I actually got the half and half, which is half unsweet, half regular sweet tea. And it's like mm-hmm. a good sweetness for me. But when I drank it, I was like, gosh, if I would have gotten a whole sweet tea, this would have been like too much. Anyway, to each their own, especially down south, everybody has their preference. Like if you like it with lemon, if you like my dad, he likes it with lime. Or if you like it with sweet and low... Some people like it unsweet. Some people like it hot. So people are different (laughs) with their teas. But yeah, just doing something different today. And especially different for me, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I love sweet tea. I don't drink it all the time, but there are certain meals. I eat this and I'm like, I need to have sweet tea with this. Like any sort of Southern meal, okay, I've got to have some sweet tea. So I'll get the craving every once in a while. I don't drink it super often either. If it is a really sweet tea, even though I like it pretty sweet, if I'm going to drink it, sometimes when it's not sweet enough, it's just kind of annoying to me. Right. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) like, you just gotta go all out I know but I do like that sometimes and then I like unsweet tea with lemon a lot Mm -hmm. I think that's really good McAllister's does that very well I do not like lemon in my sweet tea there's something about that I don't love um and then an Arnold Palmer I think we both like that every once in a while that's pretty good yeah that's that's valid I do definitely drink more Arnold Palmer's than anything else. What's really good that I've enjoyed, um, again, I try not to drink too much sugar, <laughs> says the person who tr- who ate a milkshake last time we were on this podcast. <laughs> 
but Chick-fil-A has really good. I usually get an Arnold Palmer with unsweet tea and diet lemonade. And that's very good. To me, mm-hmm. that's like my sweetness level for like a drink that I'm going to be sipping on for a while. Mm-hmm. And just something about sweet tea, like on a hot day, just like brings mm-hmm. back memories. And probably yeah. like all my, my whole body is just like, yes, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It hits a spot. You know, it's not it's not right if it doesn't have a few cups of sugar in that gallon, you it's know. True. It's a special special treat. It's very good. You know, I will say a lot of people love the McDonald's sweet tea and the McDonald's sweet tea is is good. Hmm. And you know, you can get that large sweet tea for $1. That's true. And I I can't even make a guess on how much sugar is in there <laughs> because I drink, you know, soda, I drink coffee pretty much never feel the effect of caffeine Mm -hmm. which probably isn't good I probably (laughs) have too high of a tolerance you know but it's like I'm never like wired like I can drink a coke and go to sleep but I think it was freshman or sophomore year of college I got a McDonald's large sweet tea because my friend had told me like how good it was and that it's only a dollar so I went and got it and I am not kidding you like there are witnesses when I went to bed that night I was shaking (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) like literally I could feel the sugar in my veins I know that sounds dramatic and maybe someone can relate but it's like I'm laying there and like I can feel the effect of this caffeine and this sugar coursing through my blood vessels. That's intense. (laughs) Yeah. So I've only had it a few times since then. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing because there was so much sugar. And the fact that it affected me, a person who's lived life drinking Dr. Pepper and all kinds of stuff regularly. Right. I'm not a stranger to sugar, but that (laughs) one got me. Anyway, thought I had to throw that in there because we're not often talking about sweet tea on here. It's true. Yeah. We, I don't think we've talked about it yet. So it was, it was time. All right. Well, we talked about what drinks we're having. So I feel like it's time to dive into the questions. Mm -hmm. You ready? As ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) Uh, So I think what we're going to do is we're going to alternate asking the questions, but we're both going to give our inputs and just kind of wing it. Like we haven't, I haven't seen majority of these questions ahead of time. So this. I haven't prepared anything. Yep. So unlike the newly pod game where I did prepare this time, mm-hmm. I did not. This is going to be off the cuff and we're just going to have to go with our first instinct. You know, we're pretty good at winging it, so it'll be okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll start with the first question. Okay. What has been your favorite drink from the podcast? I'm probably going to have to go with what my favorite drink of the last year, literally March 2020 to now <laughs> has been, which is a homemade margarita it's just so good and it hits the spot you get that craving and it's just right and I feel like I've really we've really mastered it like it's good I don't it's not something I have to go out and get anymore like I can really enjoy it at home yeah yeah I'm just gonna have to go with the classic I love it yeah you have definitely been spot on with those margaritas recently probably my favorite drink has honestly been that bottle of prosecco that i got oh wow okay i think i would say that just because i don't really purchase a lot of wine like just for myself usually Uh it's you know like a group of us are splitting it or something so Mm -hmm. it was just kind of nice just to have something to like unwind and Mm -hmm. i felt really guzzle and puzzle (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I relax now is mm-hmm. what I found out. And yeah, so it, it helped me realize a trait about myself that I love the bubbles and yeah. I love popping the cork, everything that goes with it. So I think that would be my favorite one. It's nice to wind down with some like a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, it's it just is. nice to chill out and have that. I really wondered if you were going to say one of your seltzers, one of your many seltzers oh, that you tried. Yeah. Now that I look back, I really should have like made a ranking system or something. I know. Yeah. Because I think you're our seltzer expert. I don't know about that, but. But yeah, in hindsight, definitely should have like started making some kind of chart so that I could because I don't even really remember, you know, there's so many. That's the thing. Like you need to have a list at least for yourself so you know if you want to buy it again or not. That's true. That's smart. You need to do that too with your um, ciders. True. Yeah, we need just we just need to go back and listen to the episodes. and take <laughs> There you go. Inventory. That's why we have this podcast. So it exactly. works out. <laughs> This is our personal drink diary. Yes. (laughs) Well, great first question. Yes, for sure. Okay, so who is your dream podcast guest? Uh, That's a hard one, mainly because there are a lot of people that I feel like could be really good. I'm between two people, probably two of my favorite females that are not in my life. (laughs) (laughs) are Julie Andrews and Kristen Wiig. I love both of them. Very, like, different personalities. (laughs) But would probably be really fun together. Yes, that's true. That's what I feel like. I feel like both of them would be very easy to talk to. And that's kind of what I would want, is somebody who I feel like I'm not having to, like pull for a conversation you know it just kind of comes naturally yeah both of them would be chatty and so interesting to interview or just talk to so I'm totally down to have a sound of music and <laughs> SNL crossover episode <laughs> wow what a rager that would be <laughs> so good so I really hate to be boring <laughs> aka like Callen boring but <laughs> sometimes I think I'm too predictable but it's okay there's nothing wrong with that I'm predictable too <laughs> thank you because I kind of feel like this question's like who is your dream podcast guest in a way I feel like we're just choosing our favorite people that we would want to <laughs> yes. meet anyway and the podcast <laughs> is like how we're gonna do yes, that you know? exactly <laughs> yeah so mine would probably be just off the top of my head Hillary Duff you know, I've I've said enough on here what <laughs> she means to me and everyone in my life knows that I love her. So I just think she'd be super interesting to talk to on a oh, podcast, yeah. you know, because we could cover a lot of ground. We can cover back in the day, like her childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. We could cover her relationships if she was open to that. <laughs> we could cover being a mom and running businesses now and still acting and like the newer stuff she's done so there's just a lot of ground to cover yeah this would be an excuse to ask them all the questions we've wondered but it's like oh "Oh, we're on a podcast it's not just me being a crazy (laughs) fan the (laughs) listeners want to know like would you be my best friend out of here I mean, you don't have to answer it, but everyone is asking. (laughs) Good stuff. All right. This one's going to be a little hard for me. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) Our next question is, who is your favorite podcast guest? And we assume that means has been on our podcast. See, that's just, that's cold because every <laughs> guest is our friend. Right. But unfortunately, I mean, my my answer is a lot easier than Callan's. I mean, my husband was a guest, so. That's true. See, that's unfair. Right. That's not a fair question. And I can't not say him, so. That's true. You're <laughs> legally bound. Right. <laughs> that's in the, in the contract. Yeah, I mean, I have loved every single guest that we've had most definitely now thinking about it i love that we've had two couples in Nick and sarah and jake and lee allison yep yep i don't have a firm answer to this but i i have one thing i will say if my dream podcast guest hillary duff ever makes it on here I apologize to all my friends, but she will take the spot <laughs> as my favorite guest, okay? <laughs> you know, that's totally understandable. I think everyone can get that. Yeah. <laughs> We're all on board with that one. But really, I love all of our guests. Every episode has been very different and fun. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited about future guests that we will have, too. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. Okay, what is your favorite go-to drink? This one's hard for me because I feel like that's not something I usually do, like, in life in general. Like, I feel like when I go to, like, restaurants or something, I try not to have, like, a usual order. Like, especially if it's something I go to a lot. It's different if, like, I don't have that restaurant or something. I always really enjoy trying, like, a new cocktail that is featured at whatever bar restaurant that we go to. I'm always down for a good vodka soda Mm -hmm. and I really love sangria. Mm -hmm. I always love champagne as we've talked about with the bubbles. (laughs) And I used to always say that my go-to drink though was an amaretto sour. Yeah, I haven't had one of those in a minute, Yeah, but that's usually kind of my go-to. So Maybe that's one I need to find a recipe for and try to get some yeah. stuff for it because it's been a long time since I've had one of those. So I remember that now. Like, I feel like when we first started drinking, that was like your cocktail of choice Mm -hmm. but I haven't seen you drink one in a long time (laughs) I know it's been a while and I don't even know like if I would like it anymore I'm not really sure one of our friends of the podcast Maria I actually spent my 21st birthday with her and she was the one who introduced me to amaretto sours so I feel like I don't know if I'll really like it as much anymore because Mm -hmm. I feel like my taste buds have changed in a way especially with alcohol like Mm -hmm. 21 and then seven years later, I feel like it's changed a bit. But it's definitely possible that I would like it. So you never know. Yeah. I, I'll I'll definitely let y'all know whenever I get one. Well, I have already mentioned a margarita, so I guess I will not say that. <laughs> Even though I do love them, I obviously make them at home. And then there's a Mexican restaurant where I live that makes the best margaritas. Super strong, one and done. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's how you got to do it. So good. $5, that giant bowl, that frozen margarita, so good. Actually, what I would say is my go-to at a bar or restaurant would be a Moscow Mule, which I've had on here once. We know Vic and Sarah love the Moscow Mules as well. I just think it's, first of all, kind of a safe order at a restaurant because it's probably going to be good. And then it's also easy to make at home, which is nice. So. That's probably my go-to cocktail or drink at any bar or restaurant if they have the ingredients. But I do like vodka soda 
like you mentioned. And then really any white wine that is Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, or Sauvignon Blanc. Those are the three that I stick to. I do not like sweet white wine, but I like having wine on hand at home. So Mm -hmm. it's usually one of those three if I want to have a glass. And of course, Prosecco, I like having that sometimes too. Oh yeah, good stuff. So good. (laughs) The best. I love how where it's like you have to pick one and then we pick like five. I know. (laughs) That's totally our personality. (laughs) It is. I mean, why choose one when you can have Yeah, (laughs) exactly. We appreciate everything. Like, I would want to hear some drink recommendations. So why not give you four or five instead of one or two? Yeah, because maybe there's one you've never had. Exactly. Okay, we are moving on to the Disney portion of the question series, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Even if you're not really a Disney person, I think these are fun questions because it's not just like it's everything encompassing Disney, not necessarily one thing. So, but if you need to skip, that's fine. We won't judge you. (laughs) (laughs) We won't know. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So our first question is kind of a hard one to (laughs) to answer. And I don't think she would mind me shouting her out. Um, This one is from Maria, like I mentioned earlier, who gave me the Amaretto Sour. She asks, give us the inside scoop of being a Disney cast member. Well, I actually did the college program, the Disney World college program with Maria. And there was a lot that happened. So I I don't really, (laughs) I don't even like know where to start. So I was a cast member back in 2015 to 2016. I was there for like seven months. So definitely not an expert. And this was almost six years ago. Definitely take what I say with a grain of salt. Plus, uh, the college program is not happening right now. And as of recording this episode, Disneyland is still not open. So there's that as well. But I really enjoyed my college program experience. If you don't know what that is, Disney World and Disneyland in California have a college program. So anyone who is currently in college or someone who has recently graduated from college can apply to do the college program. I had just graduated from college that May and I ended up working there August after that. So I kind of recommend that because it was really nice not having to do school while I was (laughs) working. Uh, because you basically are working full time and then there are people who you can take classes with Disney or you can, some people, you know, do online school still, but I was really glad I didn't have to worry about that. I could just work and have fun. So, uh, if you want to do the college program, I kind of suggest doing that or taking a gap year if you want to do that, but some people can do online school and more power to you. To me, the inside scoop is maybe like what perks you get being a cast member. I don't know if that's an inside scoop. What do you think's an inside scoop? What what kind of scoop do you want, Callan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the perks and maybe like the secrets you learned. And I feel like people will have questions about this. So definitely send in your questions you have about Anna's DCP experience. I would love to do more of this. Like I just enjoy talking about it. It was a great time in my life. And I have a lot of great memories. A lot of amazing people that I've met through that experience So if you're interested in like learning more about it, feel free to like DM us or email us your questions. Maybe we'll do like an episode on it or like if people don't really care, then that's cool too. (laughs) 
So my experience is a little different already because I was a college program person. So that's very different than someone who's part-time or seasonal or full-time. That's definitely kind of a different vibe. So that's already different because as a college program person, you actually live on site. So like I lived in a Disney apartment complex with five other girls. So that's already different than like someone who's works full time and like, you know, does not live even in Orlando. So there's that. And I actually did not work in a park. So I worked for Cirque du Soleil back whenever, sadly, it's not there anymore. The Lanuba show that was at Cirque du Soleil at Disney Springs is now what it's called. Uh, It's funny because the name change kind of started like whenever I first began there. So that was a little bit of an adjustment (laughs) for me and a lot of people in my life because it was like Downtown Disney is and it's still called Downtown Disney in Disneyland. So that kind of throws things off. But I was mainly there working food quick service as it's called for Cirque du Soleil there. So it's a little confusing because like Cirque du Soleil obviously is not part of Disney. So the actual show is Cirque du Soleil and then the people who do the ticketing work for Cirque du Soleil. But the people who do like uh, quick service and like merchandise are Disney employees or cast members is the term that we use. We don't use employees. (laughs) Because everyone's part of the show, as you know. Yeah, that was mainly where I worked was at Cirque du Soleil. I was very thankful because my schedule was very different than the majority of college program people, especially because college program is basically you're like the bottom of the totem pole. So you're probably going to get like the graveyard shifts. You're going to work overtime kind of deal like my roommate for example Maria that I mentioned we roomed together and she worked for World of Disney which is now the largest Disney store in the world so she would always come in like 2 a.m after working 10 hours and like just you know they wear you out for sure my experience obviously I still worked hard and stuff but I usually had a pretty like basic schedule. So I always had Sunday and Monday off because the Cirque du Soleil is closed Sunday and Monday. So I usually always had those for sure off days, which was nice to like plan ahead for like people who are visiting or like me wanting to do something special. And then our times were always the same. So usually like the earliest I would go in would be like one o'clock in the afternoon and then we would be done by like 11 o'clock at night. So it was very structured, which is nice because I love structure. That's very different, I feel like, than the norm. A lot of people usually work you know, in the parks and that would be a very different experience than what I did. So I did that. I worked pretty decent amount at Disney Quest, which also is not there anymore, and (laughs) which is sad. And then I also did uh, mobile vending, which is like the poor people who have to stand outside in the sun and sell you drinks and food. Um, (laughs) I could go on forever and there's so many things I could say, but probably the biggest perks that you have as a cast member is that you get to go to the parks for free. You have like a pass that you use to get in. There are blackout dates, so obviously you can't go whenever like things are super, super busy. So like, obviously I couldn't go, I don't think I could go to any of the parks on like Christmas day or like New Year's day, which I wouldn't want to go there anyway, because it's super busy. Obviously not right now, but you know what I mean? Before then, (laughs) back in 2015 when things were not a pandemic. So yeah, there were blockout dates for that. That was like the biggest perk. So before I went, I was like, I for sure have to 
I want to try to go to at least one park once a week, which I definitely did. I just, I don't know why I made that a thing, but I was like, I have to go <laughs> at least once a week. <laughs> I guess to like make it worth it, you know, it's kind of like, I got to make it worth it. So that's like the biggest thing that, that was always really fun because unlike being a guest, you can just go ride one ride, get a snack that you want and go home. And like, yeah, you get to do whatever you want to do. Or like, Fantasmic is my favorite nighttime show. So like, I would just go with one of my roommates, we would grab a snack, watch Fantasmic and go home. So like, that's a nice perk to have because you can just enjoy what you want. And you don't have to feel like you have to spend all day there because you're not paying for your ticket. Right. Definitely feel like that's the biggest perk is being able to go to the parks every day. You do get uh, employee discounts. And they do have like seasonal discounts. So whenever Christmas comes up, they usually have a bigger discount available and you can use it for that, like merchandise and food and all that jazz. Probably my second favorite thing other than going to the parks for free was Mickey's Treasures is what it's called. It was actually, it's inside Cast Connections, which is basically like, I guess like a wholesale store, like where maybe a lot of, not a lot of items have been purchased and they kind of get you know, cycled out. Uh, That's actually where I found a Disneyland shirt, which is really random, in Disney World at Cast Connections. If you know a cast member, they can take you to Cast Connections. So um, every time I go, I hit up my cast member friends and let them take me there. And basically, if you want to buy anything, it's all like pretty relatively... um, new stuff. It's probably like last season's items that they're just trying to get rid of. So it's a little bit discounted and then your cast member friend can like you can give them your money and they'll swipe their blue card or ID card for you. Mickey's treasures however... man, that is like the biggest piece of my heart that I miss right now. It's so pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) So Mickey's Treasures is inside of Cast Connections and it's cast members only. So unfortunately, I will never be able to go there again unless I get employed by Disney again. It's essentially broken stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if you work merchandise, a lot of the times you'll have to walk around and see if like things have either like a guest maybe has accidentally knocked something something over and like Mickey Mouse's nose has fallen off or maybe in shipping or handling something a tag has come off or whatever the case may be. There's some type of malfunction with whatever the item may be. So that item goes to Mickey's treasures and it's kind of like, you know, they don't want to sell that kind of stuff to the general public. And so they offer those items to cast members and it's usually about 80 to 90% off. Ugh, let me tell you, I spent so much money there, but it was so worth it. And honestly, I feel like I could have spent more and I should have spent more <laughs> is kind of how I feel. <laughs> like everyone's Christmas gifts that year were from Mickey's Treasures. Yeah, I have my items still. Yes. I mean, there's some stuff that even you can fix because like, you know, there's like hats that you can get like this bucket hats kind of deal that have like Mickey ears or I think I gave you the Buzz Lightyear one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically the chin strap had come out like it was broken off and you can literally just sew it back and there you have it. You have a $20 gift. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I'm sorry, Callan. I did not spend $20 on you. <laughs> Yeah, just like stuff like that. You can very creative. You can be creative and come up with how you fix it. Like if you I'm obsessed with ornaments. If you see my Christmas tree, it is like a Picasso painting. Because 
because like some of the people like Mary Poppins is missing a foot, Walt Disney's missing a hand, like, you know. But it gives it character. <laughs> it definitely has character. My characters have character. Anyway, I feel like I'm talking too much about this. But anyway, if you have any other questions, feel free to ask. As you can tell, I love rambling about it. It was a fun time in my life. I think I talked enough about it. Well, I love hearing about it. And I do, I really do think we should have a whole episode on it because I think people would be really interested. If you're interested at all in Disney World or Disney itself, then I think you'd be interested in hearing about it because I love learning the inside stuff. And I'm glad that I was able to benefit from having my Buzz Lightyear ears. And I have (laughs) that Mickey and Minnie ornament where Mickey's missing a nose. And it's just nice. Yeah. Because I know that I'm getting something like, yeah, it's broken. But also I'm getting something that I would not have access to, you know. Unless you broke it yourself. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So it's cool. Uh, And I'm pretty sure, did you Sharpie onto it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. See, I mean, you can get creative, but yeah, I love hearing about it. And I don't know, it's fun that you've done something that fun in your life and can look back on it so fondly. I'm glad you had a great experience. So definitely I think we should talk about it more in a future episode so send in all your questions and all your curiosities yes more than happy (laughs) to share all right this doesn't have anything to do with Disney but like you said (laughs) you know you have things you look back on you're like wow I'm so glad that I did that that was an amazing memory so Callan what is your favorite memory from studying abroad oh see this is so hard too (laughs) Because it's really hard to pick one because like your Disney experience, when I think back on this time of my life, it's just like everything was perfect. Like (laughs) it was just such a fun time. So I studied abroad in Ireland during my junior year of college. So it was the spring semester of 2016. And I'm so thankful for the friends that I made there that I still talk to regularly everywhere I got to travel. Definitely a huge memory is when y'all visited me and our friends Ben and Elizabeth got engaged in Dublin. That is a big memory. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to forget because obviously like that's a life-changing moment. So that was really cool to be a part of that and help plan all of that and deal with all the stress of all that. Right. Honestly, like the, I think it was the second day I was there. I feel like I learned a lesson that I will always carry with me. I had gotten there and like slept 14 hours after I could finally go to sleep when I got there and woke up and I didn't have any Wi-Fi so I couldn't talk to anyone and it was the first time that I was like wow I'm here and I don't know anybody and I I don't really know what to do. <laughs> right. Like I can't I can't talk to anybody at home so it's kind of hitting me that I'm this far away from everyone. So I studied abroad at Maynooth in Maynooth, Ireland. There was a welcome dinner that night for like everyone who was studying abroad and Irish students to kind of get together, all the exchange students to meet. So I knew that was on the calendar, but I was like, ugh. 
do I want to go? Like, I'm feeling homesick. I'm just, I don't have the energy. Like, I'm just kind of worried about going. And I said to myself, well, if I stay here in my room, I'm definitely not going to meet anyone and I'm not going to get any happier. (laughs) So... (laughs) I was like, I'll go, I'll walk to the dinner, I'll just see what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to get any better if I just keep sitting here feeling sad, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So I walked alone across campus to the dinner, and on the way, um, I saw these two girls walking in front of me, like, maybe 50 feet in front of me, and I was like, I feel like they look American, and I'm going to keep following them, because Mm -hmm. they're probably going to the same place I'm going to. So I just kept walking and following them. And one of them turns around when we get close to the building and is like, I'm sorry, are you going to this building too? Like, are we going the right way? And I said, uh, I'm American. <laughs> so I don't know, but I've been following you because I hoped you knew. <laughs> and it was funny because it turned out to be this girl named Miriam, who I'm still really good friends with. And she actually saw me walking behind them and thought I was Irish. (laughs) What a compliment. I know. Seriously, I love that. And she asked me, yeah, for directions. And we were going to the same place. We're like, let's find this together. And that was on day two. And I became such good friends with her. We saw each other basically every day after that. We traveled to different countries together. Anna and I have actually visited her in California. And speaking of Disney, went to Disneyland for the first time with her and she's awesome so there were so many awesome memories that came after that but that one always sticks with me because like what if I had just stayed in my room and not gone you know right and it just really reminds me it's like yeah I had to go alone and like get up the nerve but it's like I'm in Ireland like I came here to have an adventure I'm not gonna let a moment of like sadness or homesickness keep me from what I came here for and so that really taught me to just like if you want to do it, just go do it. You can go alone. Like, you'll be fine. And you'll probably meet somebody. So that lesson will kind of always stay with me. Obviously, I met a great friend through that as well. Yeah, that's a great story. I love it. Maybe we need to just have like an Ireland episode because you've been to Ireland for a long period of time and you visited. So and it's a whole other set of like culture in a way, different pop culture, different experience. So yeah, I mean, we can definitely do that. I feel like I'll I'll just talk about it randomly but sometimes it feels very surreal that I was there that whole time yeah for sure that'd be a fun episode and we just had St. Patrick's Day recently so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff that I'm sure you've learned from that experience from being there that'd be fun to share maybe we can tie it into like leap year or something fun oh, like yeah, that that would be cool an Irish piece of content or something that right. would be fun I love it yes I, I'm down okay so I'm gonna combine these two because a couple different people asked about drinks at Disney so (laughs) best drink in Disney slash if you had to pick one drink from Epcot what would it be so I'm combining those I feel like probably if you have a drink it's gonna be at Epcot but I want to open it up what's the best drink at Disney well that's hard (laughs) for sure because you have so many choices I feel like best drink overall in Disney like non-alcoholic or alcoholic (laughs) is a Dole Whip float. 
Yes, I love it. Like the Dolo by itself is already fantastic, but if you get the float, it's so much better. And you can get it spiked. So it's like if you want it mm. spiked or not, then I feel like that's a winner. I need to do that. Oh you haven't gosh. had that? No. What do they spike it with? Rum. Mm. I think it's rum and I think maybe it's something else somewhere else. I don't know. That would be delicious. <laughs> Last time I was there, it was rum. I love the float. You know, I was so bummed when I didn't order the float. I thought I did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. It was like, what is this sorbet you're giving me? <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah, that would be like my favorite drink, I think overall in Disney, but the specifically Epcot one, I know what you're going to say, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Probably because I mentioned it a thousand times on here. I don't know if it's year round now or not. I got it during food and wine actually at Epcot. It was kind of like, like a vodka cranberry because it was made with like gray goose while you're in France or whatever, but it was really good. Like it was like a craft cocktail. I don't really remember yeah. what all was in it, but I okay. remember it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you listen to the podcast at all, you know I'm, what I'm about to say. And I love that grapefruit beer in Epcot. So good. Um, you can get it in Germany. They also had it available in the can at Be Our Guest. So definitely get it if you can. Not to sound like a broken record, but they do have good margaritas in Mexico. (laughs) For sure. Those are really good. Super good. And they have different kinds um, that you can get. Yeah, what flavor did you have? Did you like the best? I feel like I had maybe like a spicy one or something like that. Mm. It was something different because the spicy margarita is really good as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was, it kind of had a tint, like a pink tint to it or something. Like orange, I don't know. But yeah, it was good. It was like a specialty one for sure but yeah they have so many different like bars and things you know places you can just pop in and get the margarita so so good I would love to go to food and wine I feel like I'd be living my best life (laughs) (laughs) for sure my goodness yes okay so I feel like this is a very hard question for any Disney fan and I, I guess we're going to stick with Disney World since that's somewhere we've been probably the most. So what is the best Disney World park? That is hard because they all have amazing rides and are tied to so many memories like from my childhood yes, and then from more definitely. recent years, you know. So I really like all four of them. Mm-hmm. I If I go, my ideal Disney World trip would be to go to all four of them. There's not one that I would skip. Yeah. But if I have to choose, I have to go with what's been my favorite since I was a kid and that is Hollywood Studios, which I still call MGM because that's what <laughs> (laughs) it was when I grew up going but there's just something about the Tower of Terror rock and roller coaster I love it's like when I conquered my fear of roller coasters Mm -hmm. I love the like movie sets and you know fake skylines and things (laughs) (laughs) I used to love the hat that was there right you know Mickey's hat of course Fantasmic is there so there's just something about the vibe at Hollywood Studios that will always be my favorite I just think it kind of feels yes like Disney but also Hollywood (laughs) so it just feels very special and like magical in a way yeah well that's really funny because I thought you may say Magic Kingdom okay but my 
favorite park and I think is the best park, I agree with you. I would say Hollywood Studios. Woo! Which I've heard (laughs) people say is like not a popular opinion. Yes. They say it's like their least favorite. Like that's the one they'll skip. Which I feel like that can't be possible now because there's so many new rides and stuff that are there. So I guess that's maybe not a true statement anymore. I don't know. But Hollywood Studios has always been my favorite. Yeah, I'm with you. I love the Hollywood theme. And just like walking in, it just like gives me chills. I'm just like, the theming is so fun. I'm with you. Tower of Terror is one of my top three favorite rides like of all time. I love the whole vibe that it has. The new Star Wars area is really cool. Toy Story Land's really fun. They have a lot of really cool like character interactions there. (sighs) I'm with you. I feel the same way. It just has like a, it has a different feel to it, but it has something for everybody because well, whenever it's open like normal, there's a lot of action rides. There are a lot of shows uh like I really like the Indiana Jones show is really fun and like I Mm, mentioned earlier and like you said Fantasmic is my all-time favorite show (sighs) so it just brings back like fun memories and every time I go there I go home thinking I could go there again tomorrow and I would be so happy yeah and there are other like I'm, I'm like you, I love all four. But usually when I go home from those, I'm like, I'm pretty satisfied. Like, as long as I was able to do whatever, like, rides I wanted to, I'm usually pretty satisfied. But leaving Hollywood Studios, I'm like, oh, I could have ridden Star Tours again, or I could have ridden Tower of Terror again, XYZ. I love we agree on that. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad we have the same favorite park. So going from Disney World to Disney Channel, which was a huge part of our growing up years, you know, Most I think definitely. that was very important to my formative years. <laughs> what do you think is the best Disney Channel theme song? Which is a great question. That is an excellent question. And very difficult because there's so many that are ingrained in my mind and I have so many memories related to. However, I'm going to say my favorite Disney Channel theme song would be Kim Possible. Mm, I feel like every time you hear it, you want to sing along, you know, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. If you want to page me, it's okay. <laughs> and it shows the times if you want to pay. It does. <laughs> it's true. And I feel like a lot of people our age, I know I've been that person before whenever you could like select your like text tones. Oh, it yeah. was that alert do, that do, she do. gives. Yes, exactly. So that one I feel like I have so many memories with. And every time I hear it, I just, I have to sing along. It's just... I can't skip it. It's so good. Yeah. No, that one's iconic for sure. And I think that sound is probably the most iconic Disney Channel sound. (laughs) That's true. That's a hot take, but it's good. Yeah, but I believe that. I don't really know what would argue with that. I don't either. I feel like every 2000s kid that grew up with Disney Channel would recognize do 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 do. Yes. What other sound would you recognize like <laughs> right. that? Definitely, I, I agree. I think that's that's the most iconic. I think great ones to mention are for sure That's So Raven. Like, mm-hmm. that's a theme song. Yep, that's I definitely me. knew the words to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Phil of the Future. Mm-hmm. Loved that one. Great definitely. theme song. And Sweet Life was very good as well. I was thinking about that one too. That's a good, like, kind of like rock out kind of song. Yeah, very good. 
explains the whole plot of the show. <laughs> Same with Phil the Future. But, you know, of course, gotta give it to my girl. <laughs> it's true. I love the Lizzie McGuire theme song and whole intro. Like, the bouncy balls falling <laughs> from the sky. Yes. You better believe that I reenacted that with the medicine ball at my house. <laughs> yeah, so they were they were all really good, but those are the ones that really stick out in my mind. Yeah, those are good ones. Lots of good memories. What is your, I feel like this is kind of a give me, <laughs> a give me, but what is your favorite old Disney Channel show? Yeah, I feel like people are going to be bored with my answers. <laughs> She's a broken record. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You like what you like. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, look, it's, and it's not like that was the only one I liked, but if oh, yeah. you're going to ask me my favorite of everything, well, I'm probably going to give you the same thing. Right. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire was my jam. And you know what's funny that I think about sometimes is there was a time in my childhood where I don't know what cable service we had, but we didn't have Disney Channel. But whatever we had played commercials for Disney Channel. I'm assuming for mm. you to upgrade, you know, pay mm-hmm. to get Disney Channel. So I remember being a kid and not having Disney Channel, but getting those commercials and they would advertise Lizzie McGuire. They would always play the clip of her walking down the school hallway and tripping into the trash can. Classic. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would think to myself, that looks so funny. Like, that looks like such a good show. Mm-hmm. And then so when I finally got Disney Channel, that was the only show that I was familiar with. And so I think that's what initially connected me with it. So yeah, that makes sense. Me being in marketing now would say, wow, that ad really got to me <laughs> connected. <laughs> yeah, you really connected with that one. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one that I got so into. And we can definitely do episodes on DCOMs and Disney For Channel. Sure shows and all of that and really analyze it if we want to but (laughs) the thing that always got me about Lizzie McGuire is unlike any of the other shows because when you really boiled it down there was nothing special about her she wasn't a psychic she wasn't from the future she didn't have a double life as a pop star she was just Lizzie in middle school dealing with her awkwardness and clumsiness and it made her so relatable mm-hmm. and I love that and I and Hillary Duff still says that now she related to who Lizzie was so I just loved that that there wasn't anything crazy about the show or unrealistic really it was just like it's just her in middle school and that was nice yeah that's so true I definitely related with Lizzie McGuire just like going through middle school and having awkward (laughs) moments with people. So she was definitely, Lizzie McGuire was definitely a favorite of mine. I would probably say my all-time favorite would probably be That's So Raven. I have so many memories of that show and that probably has a lot to do with it, but I feel like I've seen every episode. And that says a lot because I was only watching it on TV when it came on. It was just really good. That's all I can say. It was just really great. It really was. It was really funny. It was really creative. They would have such ridiculous situations they would (laughs) be in. But it was really funny. And I felt like the characters, even though the the plot of the show was kind of (laughs) kooky and the characters were a little wild, like... Yeah. (laughs) 
it was still kind of realistic too in the sense that the the people you felt like you could know them right which makes it good because i mean you're like these are regular people going with that what about the best decom the best disney channel movie now this one is very difficult so hard and i want to give the disclaimer in case you just don't already know from what we've said in the past anna and i are like decom uh, professional <laughs> snobs experts whatever you want to say we pride ourselves on the decom queens it's true <laughs> literally what like last week we were taking quizzes on <laughs> if you can name <laughs> all the disney channel original movies so that wasn't even planned that's just like how life goes and there have been buzzfeed articles that we critique heavily for people who say ridiculous things yeah (laughs) and when we talk decoms look we're talking about the ogs like i know there are newer ones but yeah there was a buzzfeed quiz recently where it was like 50 different movies let's say and 45 of them were from like 2014 to now Mm -hmm. and those just don't count i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Kids today have Netflix and, <laughs> you know, Prime and all that. Like, we were living on decoms, so yes. whatever. But, yeah, that's, it's a hard question. It's very hard. I have so many that I would consider, like, my top. However, I'm probably going to go with Motocrossed. Oh, Is that what you're so going to say? Good. Oh, I'm sorry. So good. No, no, no. I, I'm not sure. I just, that was my reaction to Motocrossed. <laughs> <laughs> It's so Mainly good. that one, yeah, like the plot's very different and it has good themes in it about the importance of family and the importance of being who you are, accepting people yeah. the way they are, that kind of deal. But the reason I picked that one is because I feel like every time I saw that like tonight, you know, at 8 p.m. motocross is on, I would always sit down to watch it. And I can't say that for all of them because it's like, mm, not really feeling it. But that yeah. movie, I feel like I've watched it so many times. I love that one. And I I really think it was ahead of its time in the sense of gender roles or stereotypes Mm -hmm. as far as like this girl ended up cutting all her hair off and she had super short hair just like her brother and was still feminine in a way and I feel like that's been a stereotype in the past like you have to have long hair right to be a cute girl or whatever and I feel like she just rocked it and was confident even with like the the painted nails how she was like oh yeah it increases your (laughs) whatever your torque or something like that and so all the guys started painting their nails right it was just little things like that I'm like yes I like this like why are we so weird about some of this right I love that one I would say there's so many good ones but probably when I think just like classic decom like the OG I think of Brink yes I was between those two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are so good. I loved Eric Von Detten in that. He was also in Princess Diaries, if anyone remembers that. He was also on The Mole. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah, that one is just like the epitome of a decom in my mind. Yes. So good. I would also add, I think the one that I like the most that is the most underrated, or at least just not as talked about, is Right on Track. 
I hmm. love to ride on track. Yeah. And it kind of fits the same idea of these other two. Like they're drag racers based on real sisters who did drag racing mm-hmm. and kind of broke those gender stereotypes because it was such a male dominated sport. It had Beverly <laughs> from Seventh Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From Seventh Heaven. <laughs> yeah. Who was just, you know, very popular back in the day. And then uh, Brie Larson, who has become super right. popular with Captain Marvel and all the other stuff she's been in. So, so good. There's so many. We could talk about decoms for days. We could. That's another. That's definitely another future episode well (laughs) i guess we should have mentioned this before when we were talking about ebcot however oh yeah we're gonna shimmy back to ebcot (laughs) we're gonna just you know sashay over there and (laughs) when you are drinking around the world in ebcot do you start in canada or mexico now this i feel like is a big question for people if you've never been to ebcot before Basically, it's like almost like a lollipop. So like when you enter, you go down like the main strip and there are a couple of things to do like off to the sides that are more like technology, electronics, like education, that kind of deal. And then if you keep going straight, it's a giant circle to where if you go left, you go to Mexico first and you can go around to the countries straight across is America and to the right, if you go to the right, is Canada and many countries in between. But I've always heard this is a big discussion for people, (laughs) whether you go left or you go right, whether you go Mexico or Canada. I am not an expert on this, and I would not judge anybody for whatever country they start in. In my mind, I would go like from left to right, but when I think about what I've done in the past, I think I usually do kind of start on the right, and then you end up in Mexico with that margarita and a big party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny that you said that, because I feel like usually I go to the left, because I want the margarita first and then we end up at Canada. However, I do sometimes go to the right mainly because I'm trying to get to England, the UK. Yeah, yeah. So that's a hard question because I feel like we go either way, but I probably more often than not go clockwise. Mainly because I guess I'm used to going clockwise, like, in everyday life. Really, I've only been to Disney World once since I've turned 21. That's true. So, if I have the opportunity to go back soon, you know, and really party it up, then maybe (laughs) my opinions will change. Because I would love to do the drink tour. That's right up my alley. We're totally going to do food and wine festival together, for sure. Yes. It'll happen one day. It's going to be great. I feel like after freaking 2020, I'm going to go hard on every event that I do. (laughs) I'll be like, yeah. It's like (laughs) YOLO. The new YOLO is like Uh, now that the quarantine is over, go live your life, people. Yeah, I'm ready to make up for lost time. Well, that was all of our Disney related questions plus the bonus of Ireland. Hope you all enjoyed that. Now we're getting into some questions that are just random pop culture across the board, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which really fits our personality still. It's true. Okay. Kind of touching on something we've mentioned in the past, Friends or The Office? Mm. That one's really hard. And I feel like these two are very popular, especially people our age. Yeah. I will probably have to say, though, 
I lean more towards the office. So like if I am craving like I just really want to watch like a funny episode, I probably am going to lean towards the office. I watched a portion of the show when it was on air and then I finished the rest like watching or I went back whenever it was on streaming services eventually and watched the whole thing from start to finish. I just love The Office. I love the setup. It's very different than a lot of other things. Like I love the whole like documentary style. The humor is very much me, like completely ridiculous but hilarious <laughs> and the character arcs that happen are really fun. I do love Friends. It is great. And I did not watch Friends really on TV. Maybe a couple episodes on like TV land or something. But I was not really a fan back in the day. So that's probably why I go more for The Office. But I have watched it all. And it is a great show. I did watch it from start to finish. Finally. Yeah, this is a tricky one that we've kind of touched on on the podcast before. Because in my mind, they're really different shows. So yeah, I think you can love both of them and be fine. So yeah, I watched The Office some when it was on TV as well. And then I went through and watched it all when it was on Netflix. Friends, I grew up watching random episodes on like Nick at Night. I think I saw every episode that way, whether it was in order or not. And then I went through again on Netflix and like watched from start to finish just to see if I had missed anything. So overall, I think I would probably go with my favorite being friends. I don't really know why. Maybe it's exactly what you said, but the opposite in that like I kind of grew up watching a lot of it mm -hmm. and felt like I was a little more connected to it. I love The Office too and I definitely like that humor, love the characters, love the setup, but something about Friends like I just love those characters so much and I feel like I laugh out loud a lot at those situations mm -hmm. even watching some of the same episodes over and over again. It's just very rewatchable for me. Like I said, I really like both. I don't think you have to pick one. We don't have to pit any comedy against the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'll probably watch both of them for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's valid. Well, that kind of leads us to the next question. If you had to watch one show for the rest of your life, what would you choose? My gosh. <laughs> that is so hard. That is very difficult. And my question with this is, are we getting new seasons of this? Or is it like whatever's out now, that's all we get for the rest of our lives? I assume that's what it would be. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so hard. Obviously, a thought that comes to mind is like, okay, The Amazing Race. Like, I would obviously watch that forever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, if I've seen this reality competition right then I already know what happens am I really gonna watch that for the rest of my life knowing what happens <laughs> yeah. not to be super basic but <laughs> to be honest I might go with something like friends I mean it is like what 10 seasons it is exactly that's mm -hmm. kind of my thinking is yeah I've already seen every episode and I've seen most episodes multiple times and it still makes me laugh which gives me hope that I could be laughing 50 years from now when I'm still <laughs> watching this true and it's like 20 plus episodes a season and then it's 10 seasons. That's a lot of content. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I may actually would have gone with that one, but that's not as exciting, you know, saying the same thing. Uh, just because it is so long and yeah. it is like a lot happens and it's a fun show. But I would definitely go with a comedy. Personally, I don't think 
rewatching like Law and Order would be that exciting or <laughs> <laughs> like you said, like a reality show. It's like you already know what's going to happen. So it's like a comedy. Yeah. Yes, you already know what's going to happen, but it's like this joke's really funny or whatever. Yeah, you don't want to be watching like a tr- the same true crime story for 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. You know, like uh-huh. there's nothing really new there. At least a joke yeah. you can maybe like find a funny angle on it or something i was in between community and how i met your mother oh yeah so good but i'll probably go with how i met your mother who people say is basically the carbon copy of friends which is fine with me um (laughs) i love that show i've seen some on again kind of like the office i've seen some on tv and then went back and watched it all at once and i think it's a really good show and it has funny jokes and like you feel like these people are your friends which i think is fun especially if like sounds like this is the apocalypse so you're probably alone anyway so maybe I'll feel like I'm part of these people's lives but that's probably what I would go with because I I do really enjoy that show I feel like they have good like background stuff going on that maybe like you didn't catch the first time so maybe a rewatch would be good yeah I would love to rewatch that show I I really need to because I've only seen it all the way through one time and I love it and I just know like it's been years since I've started it so I feel like I would appreciate things or get different jokes that maybe I didn't the first time so yeah that's a good one that's a good choice into your territory now (laughs) what is the best Mary-Kate and Ashley movie oh man well their sister Elizabeth Olsen is in the news a lot lately but Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are like my OG like like you're Hilary Duff I was yeah obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley. My AOL screen name was MK and A Freak. (laughs) My first profile picture on Facebook was of Mary-Kate Olsen. So, (laughs) you know, I love them. They're great. Yes. I love that they're still successful and living their lives. It seems like a little bit away from the spotlight, which I'm sure they appreciate. I own every single Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. And I absolutely love all of them. That's really hard to say. I'm going to, I have two, well, I have a couple, several, probably. I feel like a great start for people who maybe have never seen a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. It's kind of like, you know, I feel like it's kind of like Disney Channel movies, original movies. It's like some of them, they're very nostalgic for you. So you love them. And then there's some that you're like, probably like High School Musical or something. It's like, this is pretty popular. Like the average person likes it pretty well. So I feel like one of the best ones is It Takes Two, which that one's actually a theatrical release. Most of these are just on VHS. And so I feel like this one has a little, you know, has a little bit more of a budget, has more of a plot, I guess. That one's really fun. I've actually shown that one to a couple people who have never seen a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie and they liked it. So I think that one's really good. Probably my all-time favorite would have to be Holiday in the Sun. Holiday in the Sun, I feel like is a very good one. That one's like, I feel it's kind of like in the sweet spot of like in the middle of their career. So like they're not literally children, but they're not like adults to where they're kind of like overacting. You can kind of get the sense. So Holiday in the Sun happens in the Bahamas, happens at 
a portion of it happens at Atlantis Resort. I've been there with my sister and my sister was also a huge Mary-Kate and Ashley fan and we like geeked out the fact that we were there. The plot, again, this is not like Oscar worthy writing or anything, <laughs> but it keeps you on your toes. Their fashion, of course, is spectacular. Anytime you watch a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, especially the, the later ones, they dress themselves so they always look great. I also had the Mary-Kate and Ashley dolls from this movie so holds a special place you know you're the expert on this topic <laughs> but I have a couple favorites that I just remember re-watching a lot and renting from Blockbuster mm, multiple times same. <laughs> my favorite two that I watched so much were Billboard Dad mm. loves that one another great one yeah and such a creative plot yeah you know? and then Switching goals. I really liked that one too. Yes. Excellent choices. Yeah. And both of those, they were kind of what middle school age. So that yeah. in between mm-hmm. time, uh, which I kind of liked. So yeah, I recommend those two as well if you haven't dived into the Mary Kate and Ashley world. Yes. It's a great world to dive into. It is. And I really liked their show. So Little Time. Yeah. On ABC Family, mm-hmm. right? I watched that all the time. Yeah. They had that one, It Takes Two, and then they had their like animated show or whatever. But So Little Time, I think I probably watched the most. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. We are swinging back to your side of the world. So we're going to be talking about some Bachelor stuff going on. Oh. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on Chris not hosting The Bachelorette coming up? Yeah, we got a couple questions about this. And if you listen to every episode, you probably noticed that I haven't really talked about this past season of The Bachelor, which is odd considering I mentioned The Bachelorette a few times last season when it was on. I was so excited for this season of The Bachelor. I already pegged Matt James like two years ago as a future bachelor and I was really excited when they announced him he was also the first black bachelor which is crazy to me when we have had 20 plus seasons yeah of this show so I was super excited for him I was hoping that he would get a fantastic cast full of ladies that deserved him Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he just does a lot of great stuff apparently they had a record number of women apply and somehow still ended up with uh the the worst cast that I have ever watched. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't really talked about it because I haven't really enjoyed the season, which is disappointing. As we know on here, I am like Bachelor loyal. I have seen practically every season. Definitely have watched, you know, Bachelor in Paradise. I have stuck with them even through things like Bachelor Listen to Your Heart, which I even talked about <laughs> on an episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I'm I'm loyal and pretty much whatever they put on, I will give a shot. So yeah, the season overall, I would say was really a bummer and the cast was awful. A lot of mean girls, a lot of bullying going on beyond even their normal drama. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of annoying. And we got to what the final four and I was like, I feel like I don't know any of these relationships at all. It was frustrating that we'd seen such a focus on the girls drama and and bullying and just mean-spiritedness and not even seeing the relationships so that was already frustrating and then the girl who ended up winning has 
had some controversy over stuff on social media. It was not good content that she had either liked or posted herself. And it had a lot of racial connotations to it all. So if you want to look into that, if you're interested, you can definitely Google. And there are a lot of articles that will pop up and kind of give you the full rundown more than I can in this little spiel. But it was not good. Not a good look. So she ended up winning. And not only did Matt have to deal with all this coming out after they had gotten together thankfully they didn't get engaged he had to see all these photos you know surface and then also had to explain to her why they Mm. were problematic yeah which is not good either and it seemed to me that she kind of took a defensive stance with him which I didn't think was right like to me if you love somebody even if you don't get it if you see that something you have done hurt them or upsets them the first thing you do is like oh my gosh I'm sorry let me do something about this and that doesn't seem to be what happened so that was frustrating then you throw the Chris Harrison stuff on it with him kind of defending her publicly in that like making just stupid comments like I don't know how how he was trained through his PR person or what but Mm -hmm. it's like you've been doing this for over 20 years at this point or about 20 years you still like don't know how to answer these questions in a good way like yeah it wasn't good so my thoughts on him not hosting the next season of The Bachelorette he's apologized twice on Instagram now seemed to me to be pretty authentic even though it's not really for me to accept his apology or judge you know his apology so so two former bachelorettes, Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams, are going to host, co-host the next season of The Bachelorette. Hmm. It'll be interesting. Obviously, I'm used to Chris. I've seen Chris my whole life on this show. So he really is an integral part of it. But at the same time, I totally get him stepping away slash ABC being like, hey, you need to take some time. Maybe they can give him some training in this time mm-hmm. and he can figure out how to answer these questions moving forward. Right. If we were going to replace him for a season or permanently, I'm very glad that it's with people that we already know. I think if it were like a random host or stranger, it would be really awkward and just kind of like trying to make something fit. Yeah. But it's with people that we already know really well and are very prominent in the Bachelor world. And also, they're going to kind of be able to lead a bachelorette through something they themselves have already been through. Yeah. So, I think they were going to do that and change out the hosts, and they've made the best possible decision. So, we'll see how it is. I'm curious what will happen in the franchise in the future. I think there's definitely things that need to be improved upon. We'll see. Only time will tell on that one. It's true. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So I know. It's a lot. Speaking of other reality shows that we love, when do you think The Amazing Race will come back? (laughs) That is a hard question to answer. I did see that people have been tweeting to Phil Kogan, who's the host of The Amazing Race, asking, you know, when are we going to get this new season? All that jazz. And he says, I mean, it sounds like The Amazing Race has not been canceled. Praise the Lord, which is good because definitely there have been so many shows that have been canceled. So that's encouraging. And basically what he was saying was like once, you know, the world is back 
open, then they will start the Amazing Race process again, which I'm totally down for. It is really funny though. Like if you're an Amazing Race fan, you're pretty used to waiting <laughs> for yeah. new seasons. You learn patience. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to say because obviously I'm not a expert in anything, especially a pandemic, worldwide pandemic. So, I mean, I'm hopeful that it would be like 2022, maybe like once, you know, we've had vaccines kind of out and about for a little while and countries have started opening up and having visitors back. Hopefully that's when it would happen, but it's hard to predict. (laughs) It really is. I'm curious to see how they'll pick up on the season that they were interrupted with filming. Yeah. If they will at all. Do you think they're going to like pick up where they left off or are they just going to start from scratch? What do you think? That's hard because there's so many variables on like what if some of the teams can't make it back right. you know, because of their jobs or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And then you have some that can. So do you just let them advance further? Do you kind of let them come and then add in new teams? It's just really hard. I would hate to have to make that decision because I, I don't really know what's fair in that situation. Right. I do kind of hope even if the, you know, it logistically it kind of makes sense to where they would just start fresh and you know maybe if there are a couple teams that they're like wow you are tv gold then you know maybe they would move them on to the next season but I would love to see those episodes oh yeah I mean I have not we have not watched big brother Canada yet it's on the list but you know this past year there was a season going on right whenever COVID really went crazy and they had to stop production midway through. So I feel like it would be kind of like that situation where it's like you're seeing the world changing like in real time. Oh yeah, so true. Like you see the exact moment kind of the world changes, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how many like episodes they filmed or anything, but it would be really cool to watch. And I just want to like get to know these people because I'm assuming they can't talk about it. I've never seen anyone like post anything like feel bad for me. I (laughs) was on The Amazing Race (laughs) and you'll never know. So I know. And that's my thing is like I put ourselves in their place and I just can't imagine to get your season interrupted and then not be able to finish it. That would suck. Right. I don't know. Only time will tell. It's true. Okay, we have a very interesting question. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Which Marvel character would make the best gender swap? My thought process, the first thing that came to mind, which gender swap, I feel like I don't know a ton about Marvel characters or whatever, but I know there are some like female and male of like each character, or at least they have similar attributes. I don't know if there is a female type of Thor, but I feel like that would be really fun. Having Mm -hmm. like a goddess of thunder. (laughs) Yeah. And like bringing down the lightning would be pretty, pretty badass. That was the first thing that came to mind. I feel like that would be really fun. I love that. I think she would be super cool and like I can see her with a hammer right just like taking down everybody <laughs> be like suck it you know <laughs> Thorette in the house <laughs> I love it <laughs> this one I feel like is a great thought-provoking question for us so mm-hmm. would you rather 
play Survivor and know for a fact you would make it to final six or play Amazing Race and be eliminated first. (laughs) Okay, we're both big Survivor and Amazing Race fans. I enjoy the Amazing Race more and the Amazing Race is like a dream for me. So maybe I would play Survivor if I know for a fact I would win. That would probably be more of a motivator than Final Six. But I don't know. I think I would still stick with The Amazing Race. Like, it would absolutely suck to be the first person eliminated. (laughs) Like, how embarrassing. But, like, just being on the show, I think, would be, like, absolutely amazing. Because it's a dream realized. Like, it's a dream that you and I have had for so long. I mean, it really is a whole process that you go through, like casting and all that kind of stuff. I mean, hello, we would already meet Phil. So even if he is giving us bad news, (laughs) I mean, you're already in a country. Presumably you would be overseas somewhere. The first leg is usually overseas somewhere. So hopefully we'd get a little bit of a trip out of it. But yeah, the biggest thing for me is I would be on The Amazing Race and that's all I really want. You've kind of shifted my mind (laughs) because I totally agree that if we got on The Amazing Race and went home first, that means we at least got casted. We were competitors on the show. They saw us as qualified to be on a season mm-hmm. and then we just screwed it up somehow <laughs> so that's <okay. laughs> right which that would suck but yeah it would suck but it it would be like okay well we did it like we did what we wanted which was to get on the show so yeah I'm with you there just I guess to throw a different perspective into the conversation mm-hmm. my thinking was if I or we got onto Survivor and made it to the final six, perhaps there would be a chance that from that, we could then get on to the Amazing Race. That's true. And then, I don't know, when come in the top three. That was my only thinking was maybe we could use that as like leverage to get on Amazing Race mm-hmm. since we had already done pretty well on Survivor. And then we could accomplish our dream of being on The Amazing Race, but also do really well on there. Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to think of it. I like that. Either way, either scenario, we have to be on The Amazing Race is basically what we're saying. Exactly. Like (laughs) if it's like come in the top six on Survivor and never be on Amazing Race or get on The Amazing Race and go home first, I'm going to go with go home first on The Amazing Race. Yeah. We're dedicated. That's the dream. And <laughs> that's the only way we can say we accomplish our dream. It's true. <laughs> All right. This is a throwback that we got here. I am like going through my <laughs> mind right now trying to think of this. <laughs> if you got to be a guest on any TLC show, past or present, which would it be? Well, to be honest, I haven't talked about TLC a lot on here, but I watch a good amount of TLC shows. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, actually, throwing it way, way back for Mm -hmm. sure would be on an episode of Trading Spaces. I was going to say that. That's hilarious. (laughs) No, you're fine. I have another one. Loved it. Yes. That would be like what I would actually want to be on. But for the sake of the question, I've grown up with the Duggars and Mm. 19 Kids and Counting and all that. And so I would actually like to be a guest and meet them and see what they are like in day-to-day life. I feel like it would probably be about what, yeah, it'd be what I see on TV probably. (laughs) 
like not that wild or crazy but i'd be kind of interested yeah that would be interesting especially since you've watched him for so long it would be yeah kind of like you already know them yeah i was gonna say trading spaces as well my mom and i used to love that show and lord knows i need all the help i can get with my house so (laughs) definitely that one would be my number one but I used to watch a lot of TLC back in the day. I don't have cable now, so I don't really watch as much TLC. But my probably all-time favorite TLC show is Say Yes to the Dress. I am not getting married, hopefully, knock on wood, ever again. But (laughs) (laughs) if I could be on say yes to the dress and I'm one of those women that can say oh I don't have a budget like for what dress I want that would be great (laughs) yeah I think that would be super fun they seem like a lot of like just fun people it's not super dramatic unless you make it super dramatic and hopefully the people I bring on there would not be dramatic so it'll just be um I'm trying to figure out what dress I want and blah 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 so it sounds fun to me yes that was a good answer I I wish I had thought of that but I I like that your one. answer was that's great too one. thank you you know the Duggars have enough weddings so <laughs> they can help me find a dress that's true <laughs> okay this is a funny one <laughs> Would you rather live with Paula Deen, Ina Garten, or Guy Fieri? All very different. Oh, yes. As much as I love Southern food, I think it's kind of obvious I'm not going to hang out with Paula Deen. I don't think she has the best track record as far as like things that she says about people. Um, uh-huh. But no judgment if that's who you want to hang out with, I guess. But also I would get very overweight if I lived with her. Because that's a lot of butter and all that jazz. I actually am going to go with Guy. (laughs) Okay. That's who I guess you would pick. (laughs) Really? That's funny. Yeah. I feel like he would be super funny, very easygoing. Mm -hmm. He loves every type of food. He thinks everything is great, basically. And I have been to one of his restaurants, Chicken Guy, and it tastes fantastic. Yeah, we had it at Disney Springs. We'll have to get it sometime. Oh, wow. Callan is the chicken queen. So if if Callan gives the approval on some chicken, (laughs) then you know it's good. Yes. (laughs) Guy would just be fun. You know, he would like make you some great tasting food and he would probably influence me in like my fashion styles, which would be fun. So true. You can get some fun patterns maybe some (laughs) frosted tips some flames wear my sunglasses on the back of my neck (laughs) you could really get some energy from from guy for sure contagious yes well i would go with ina garten my mom and i have always liked barefoot contessa her show and like I know there are a lot of memes about Ina and they're really funny. Like I think I do think they're funny. Like the whole like store-bought is fine. Yeah. Um, I, those are funny memes and I get it. Like if you watch it, like I can see like, okay, she wants you to get very expensive ingredients or whatever, but her show is just so calming to me. She's just yeah. so chill. I would love to live her life in the Hamptons or Martha's Vineyard whichever one she lives in I think Martha's Vineyard and just like chill out make giant cocktails for everyone and fantastic food and like live life in my chambray shirt that (laughs) never changes you know and just feel really bougie so I I would like to 
hang out with Ina. Yeah, she seems like she'd be a, a cool person to hang out with. For sure. And, I mean, she would like, you know, she would show you a different side of culinary arts. It's like, this is the kind of vanilla that you really want, and this is the kind of oil that would be, like, supreme. Well, exactly. Like, okay, let's think about it. If we think that she's suggesting to, like, high ticket of items, well, if I live with her, then she's just going to provide me with all of that. That's very true. That's a good way to look at it. You get to try a lot of really great tasting food and she's getting the bill for that one. Exactly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're going out with a bang here with this one. (laughs) Like any good Shakespearean comedy, we are ending our podcast with a wedding. So (laughs) would you rather have... Jim Carrey, Owen Wilson, Adam Sandler, or Ben Stiller walk you down the aisle at your wedding? (laughs) First of all, what a fantastic question. (laughs) Right? And group of people. Yeah, I applaud that one. Save the best for last. Very creative. Four people that I can't really see myself actually knowing in real life. (laughs) I know. I'm wondering, like, what scenario is happening here where, like, I know this person and we're close (laughs) enough to where I want them to walk me down the aisle? Yeah, exactly. Like a father figure or anything (laughs) like that. It's just crazy to me. But of the four, I would, first of all, the last person I would choose would be Adam Sandler. I'm sorry. Like, I I don't hate Adam Sandler by any means. Adam Sandler is who he is, but, like, I really don't want him walking me down the aisle. I probably would go with Ben Stiller. Like, I would say I probably like his comedy or maybe what I've seen of his the most. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch a lot of any of them. But I feel like Ben Stiller could also, like, be serious and, like, keep it together That's in this true. important moment. <laughs> you know, and not be, like, super goofy and making all these facial expressions as he's walking <laughs> me down, down the aisle and really stealing my thunder. <laughs> I feel like he could kind of stay stoic (laughs) that's a very good answer I didn't even think about that this is really hard for me I like Ben Stiller I like all four of these people I like Owen Wilson but I feel like I haven't really seen a ton that he's been in so I feel like I don't really have an opinion Jim Carrey I've definitely seen the most movies out of him and I enjoy all of his movies that I've seen pretty much him as a person I don't really know so I'm actually gonna like flip it and go Adam Sandler (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny that you said that see this mainly because I like a lot of the movies that I've seen him in I know that he's like very much involved now like creating his own movies or whatever with Netflix and all that jazz plus he's really good friends with Drew Barrymore and she seems like a really cool person so she's gotta hang out with pretty cool people and also I feel like he doesn't take himself too seriously in that I don't think he thinks that he's better than anyone because like if you see him oh yeah like in any paparazzi photos he is literally just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans like not necessarily and in like designer wear like if you wear designer clothes that's totally fine I probably would too if I could afford it but I feel like he's just like very chill just like whatever man (laughs) so I feel like he would keep me calm because I can get overwhelmed emotionally so maybe he would kind of calm me down a little bit and be like you know it's okay 
It's all good. That's true. Maybe crack a joke. Yes, exactly. You know, kind of like cut the tension a little bit. Yeah, I loved him on Saturday Night Live. He's always been hilarious. And he writes really great parody songs. So I'm thinking we get to the reception and he surprises me <laughs> with like a wedding song. And it's like amazing. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're kind of changing my mind. I think Adam's, Adam Sandler might be the winner. <laughs> I think both of ours is good. I think Ben and Adam would be good uh, yeah. choices. I'm sure the other two would be as well, but I'm kind of with you where I think Jim is a little bit too, like, I don't think I could predict what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think ours are more of a safe bet. I think you could kind of know what you're getting with both of them. Mm -hmm. So that could be good. You know, for some reason, I obviously know the difference between Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller. But in my mind, they've always been kind of looped together. I don't really know why. Yeah, I could see that. Where there's some similarities in their yeah. careers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but what fun weddings. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll be like, does everybody else know this person? I know. That's the question. Well, either way, people will be hitting us up for our weddings. It's true. Everyone will be wanting the invitations to our <laughs> parties. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, we wrapped this up in such a quick amount of time. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, glad we could end it on a high note with a wedding that's, you know, there's not too many things that are better than that. But we had a great time answering your questions. We definitely need to do this again because it was a lot of fun. And I feel like it's a good way it was to so fun. interact with everybody. And you can ask us questions, get to know us. And in a way, we can get to know you as well because, you know, we want to know what y'all are interested in and interested in our feedback on stuff. So yeah, we'll definitely do this again in the future. If you have any ideas or any questions for future episodes that you have, any drink recommendations that you have, any more random people that you think should walk us down the aisle, let us know. <laughs> we definitely want to to hear from you. <laughs> so hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, email, and then we are also on Discord, which we're super excited about that. So any way that you want to get involved, we definitely want you to participate. Again, if you want to let us know what you think, please rate and review this episode. If you enjoy listening to our fantastic banter, then please subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Next episode that we have, we'll be back to our regular setup or however you want to call it. Thank you all so much for listening. We definitely appreciate it and we couldn't do this special episode if you hadn't gotten us to a thousand downloads. That's very true. Until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me.